It's time for a bedtime story. Today's bedtime story is Tears for the Butterfly by Victoria Maldonado. Follow a beautiful butterfly through her days as she interacts with others through compassion, empathy and love. Discover how the ripples of her presence resonate with those around her. Brought to life with gorgeous illustrations, this story peacefully encourages love and frames death as part of life. Hello, my name is Victoria Hila Maldonado and I'm the author of Tears for the Butterfly. Fun science fact, animals need the essential nutrients in salt. Some moths and butterflies get this and other things like proteins by drinking animal tears. One fine day, a butterfly came to rest upon a leaf. She flexed her wings and looked around to see what she could see. Before very long, she heard a sad song drifting up from the water's edge. She flitted on down for a much closer look and saw a turtle bowing his head. Why so sad, my shell-wearing friend? The butterfly asked with concern. My friends have all left and gone far away, and I don't know which way they turned. The butterfly flew onto his nose and looked in his teary eyes. My sweet slow friend, do not despair, and I will tell you why. Just listen. The sounds of little feet play slowly in the stream. The turtle strained his ears to hear, then his face began to beam. I hear my friends, I hear them, he chirped with slow delight. How can I truly thank you for helping me hear them right? The butterfly smiled in simple bliss and gently flapped her wings. I wonder if I might have your tears. I'm thirsty for a drink. The turtle nodded quite easily and sat back as she sipped. Then he said goodbye and turned to go for a turtle. He was quick. A new day dawned and before too long, she heard sobs from way up high. Curious, the butterfly fluttered her wings, pushing down so she could fly. Landing on the edge of a twiggy nest, she found there two birds weeping. They sobbed and wailed as four chicks cheeped near one little egg still sleeping. Why so sad, my fine feathered friends? The butterfly asked with care. One of our eggs isn't going to hatch. Our chick will not leave from there. I agree it is sad that you lost one this way, but think of the four that survive. They'll need you to love them and give them care so those little ones will thrive. They looked at the nest, still full with four chicks, and both of them sighed with new peace. Thank you for coming to remind us of this. We lost sight of that in our grief. How can we thank you for giving us hope? Asked the rainbow bright bird with a bow. If you'd be so kind as to offer your tears, I'd like to drink them now. The butterfly neared and drank her fill, then thanked them and wished them the best. 
As she spread her wings and flew away, the birds hugged their chicks to their chest. The very next day, the butterfly chose to hover above the pond. The surface was still until out poked a nose belonging to something beyond. She was not afraid even when she could see that this was a crocodile. As the butterfly gracefully landed on her, the beast began to smile. Why do you cry, my reptilian friend? She asked when she saw some tears. I'm just so happy to have a friend. Almost everyone runs in fear. The butterfly smiled and flitted her wings. You're perfect just as you were made. I'm happy to sit and stay a while and give your snout some shade. How can I thank you for being so kind? The crocodile asked her with glee. If you don't mind, I'll drink up your tears. The happy ones taste best to me. The crocodile smiled as the butterfly drank and then they kept chatting as well. At last, when the sun started heading to bed, she waved a fond farewell. A few more days passed and weary at last, the butterfly perched on a leaf. She put down her head and held tight her wings and waited with time for relief. The bunting came by to sit for a spell and tell her about his chicks, but he saw right away that she wasn't okay and called all the other friends quick. The crocodile, turtle, and bunting pair gathered to offer their help to this beautiful creature of hope and grace who had comforted them so well. The butterfly slowly lifted her head and whispered some sage advice. Just because it is my time to go doesn't mean life can't be nice. Be good to each other and share your hopes and sorrows throughout your lives. With that last word, she breathed her last breath and the friends began to cry. As their tears freely flowed, they felt light flutters and ripples upon the air. Looking about, they gasped with surprise to see butterflies everywhere. After landing upon the turtle, the birds, and yes, the crocodile, the fluttering friends drank up their fill and they all remembered to smile. The end. So that was Tears for the Butterfly by Victoria Maldonado. And once again, Victoria joins us today. So welcome, Victoria. Hello. Oh, it's lovely to have you back on the show. So another beautiful story with a lovely hidden message, kind of about kindness and how it can bring great happiness to others. Why is it so important for you to incorporate this message into your stories? Well, a lot of the the issues with the world in general are that people don't think about helping others. And that's kind of the message I want kids to be able to learn that if you're kind, if you listen, if you love, if you show grace to other people, the world can be a much nicer place. So it's it's how that butterfly approaches each of the different situations with just love and acceptance and peace and just the, the softness that she has. And then that helps the animals have a better look on life. And so I think it can be very um, cathartic to, yeah. to just be kind and sweet and nice to everybody. And that ripples out into the world. 
Yeah, it really is a beautiful story and a lovely hidden message. And through the story, I was thinking throughout, why is a butterfly drinking salty tears? And then I noticed your fun science fact. You did read it at the beginning, but when I first read the story, I missed it and went back to it. So can you share that with us? Yeah, that was the inspiration for the story. Um, I was just looking for a new children's book idea and I love animals. And so I just researched um, interesting animal behaviors. And a lot of the behaviors that came up were really too scary and weird. So I was like, no, no, no. And then I saw this one and, and it's true. Certain varieties of butterflies and moths do get their nutrients from the tears of other animals. And in the, wow. in the National Geographic uh, article that I was reading, and it can be researched, it's, it's real. Um, the, the specific animals are birds, turtles, and crocodiles. And so I just like, that is so cool and so weird, but there's that symbi- symbiosis to it. And the illustrator loves that word symbiosis. So she was Great very word. excited <laughs> about it um, because it, it's, it's sharing that, um, it's, it's, it's sharing that, that process. It's a life process, yeah. but it, then it's also sharing that emotion. So kind of on a double meaning. It's wonderful. So I'm going to read it out again, the fun science fact, because there was one also in your previous book, Bartleby the Brave, wasn't there as well? So mm-hmm. for Tears for the Butterfly, the fun science fact, animals need the essential nutrients in salt. Some moths and butterflies get this and other things like proteins by drinking animal tears. I love it. And every day of school day, you learn something new every day, don't you? Exactly. <laughs> And the, the, I know for our listeners, you can't see the actual illustrations, but they really are beautiful watercolours. So who did the illustrations for you? Because it's a different, different illustrator to your previous book, wasn't it? It is. Yeah, this um, illustrator is an artist. Her name is Kieran Stegnito Wilson. And we actually went to middle school and high school together. Oh, and then lovely. we lost touch for the better part of 25 years and then reconnected on Facebook uh, last year during the pandemic, she was doing an art demonstration and I just commented, my daughter was fascinated. And so I commented and then we just started talking and she painted another picture for me for a different book I was working on. And so when I came up with this butterfly idea, I knew she loved butterflies and she does these beautiful watercolors and she also does acrylics too, but just, I love her watercolors they are so soft and I wanted a soft look for this. And so I just, I brought the idea to her and she's like, oh yes, I love butterflies and painting. And then I, I gave her this, the story that I had written and she was just over the moon, so inca- like captured by it. And um, there, was, there was not a question and she did it really quickly for illustrations, which was fantastic. Oh, beautiful. And I know that your um, Bartleby the Brave, you also wrote that in Spanish. Is this book also written in Spanish? It is, it is uh, mostly done. I am just waiting to get it out. It's going to be Lagrimas para la Mariposa. Oh, so yeah, that one's... Lovely. I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> North Spanish isn't the best, but um, yeah, that one's also being translated and it's going to come out very soon. I just have to do a final few touches on it. But yeah, I, I really like putting the books in Spanish. We here in Chicago um, really do have a large Spanish speaking population. And I used to teach children um from Mexico and Puerto Rico and you know half my family is Mexican too so um I just think it's it's fun to do it in both languages and it's also on its way to being translated into Romanian wow so why Romanian is there a a a large population where you are then not really um that one is kind of strange I befriended an author from Romania on Facebook and um 
I've uh, edited English translations of her books and now she's translating my books into Romanian. Wow, um, but yeah, Bartleby's um, translated and that one's, you know, with their publisher. And then she's uh, it, it right now in the process of translating Tears for the Butterfly. So it's very exciting. It's just a weird ha happenstance, but they have um, a book market there that needs new um, cultural yeah. in influx. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's been very gracious to, to do that for me. Wonderful. So what's next for Victoria Maldonado? You've got your fingers in, fingers in lots of pies, haven't you? So what are you working on at the moment? Well, right now I'm, I'm doing a lot of editing projects. I'm also a professional editor um, and I have um, another children's book, um, Monstery Donstery Doc, that's being illustrated. It's, it's not quite as touching as my first two, <laughs> but it's more of a funny one that my son inspired. And then um, I'm going to be writing another one about turtles and friendship for my daughter. <laughs> Oh, and then I, there's many more ideas uh, to come with children's book. And I'm also working on a new novel. So yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Lots going on. So are your children your kind of your best critics then? How old are they? And do they love you kind of reading your stories to them? Yeah, they're, they're five. I have five-year-old twins. They're, they're almost oh, six. Put your hands and, full then. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're very honest. <laughs> um, and I mean, they, they tell me like, mommy, yours are, your books are our favorite. And, you know, that could be a lie if they want something, but, um, but they, they do ask me to read them to them all the time. Yeah. And um, I've gotten to read at their school virtually, um, which is great. Um, but, you know, they, they've been huge inspiration. I didn't initially start writing the books um, for them. Um, actually, my friend in Romania, she's like, you should write a children's book. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and I love doing it now. It's, it's pr probably my favorite thing to, to publish. Um, but yeah, but they, they are giving me ideas left and right. And my son actually wrote his own book the other day and gave it to my dad for his birthday. Oh, how it lovely. Terribly frightening of the story oh. and the illustrations, <laughs> He's like monsters and really creepy things. But it, I mean, aside from one or two little things that I would tweak, it was a great story. So maybe that's in his future. I, I don't know. We'll have oh, to see. Oh yeah. It could be in the genes, couldn't it? Oh, it's been lovely talking to you, uh, Victoria. I wish you all the best with your, you know, future projects. But for our listeners, how can they get in touch with you with any questions or if they want to purchase any of your books? Yeah, the very best place to go for that is my website. It's victoriajhyla.com. So Victoria with a C and then jhyla.com. And that is my website. It has all of my books, all of the links, purchase links, information links, you can even email me through that website, get signed up to my newsletter. Um, there's a lot happening. So it's always great to connect with readers. And I love I love connecting with readers. So. Brilliant. Well, I wish you all the best for the future. And I look forward to maybe chatting with you again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Bedtime Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK, independent publishers. If you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.